It looks like it's been going since 2005. Okay. But that's like in Australia. Yeah. And the first edition in New Zealand was 2010. Okay. And that was... That was... Oh, um, we're on Haku with them. Um, I'm, hello, I'm Haku. Do you want to introduce yourself, Alex? Uh, my name's Alex. I write about music and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. That's about he it. He writes very well. You've written in, in bunches of stuff. Yeah, I've written for uh, publications in the UK, including NME, DIY Magazine, various others. And over here, I've done bits for the spin-off and New Zealand Musician and various other bits and pieces. Yeah, dope. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about Laneway. Yeah, this is our Laneway chat, as you can see on the title that you've clicked on. Um, <laughs> if you've clicked on anything, maybe you've just arrived. Where we started talking and then we were like, when did it start? And neither of us knew the answer. So we're kind of going on a journey together. I was hoping that you were going to do like a big introduction and be like, right, three, two, one, we're on air. We're, we're now live. Do you not think that that would make that? I think that that's the thing that makes the nerves. Do you think? Yeah. I think like. There's this whole idea of like, oh, um, don't leave it in the co- don't leave it in the hallway. Sure. Where they're like, you know, don't talk, don't talk to the guest, or don't talk to me before we hit record. Or, yeah. Or waste. And I just think that's such a giveaway that they're boring fucks. They're like, we haven't, we've got so little to talk about that we can't spare conversation ahead of the record going on. I guess so. I think for me, it's like if you want it to sound. Um like off the cuff and like a genuine conversation. It's annoying to like have a little bit of chit chat before pressing record and then have to repeat yourself. Cause I have that when I interview musicians where I'm like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? How's tour? Blah, blah, blah. Now we are in the interview. I want all of that stuff from the go. It's almost like interviews aren't authentic. Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's the first New Zealand one was 2010 and the lineup, we're gonna we're gonna be discussing this year's laneway and laneway in general, but to give give ourselves some context, uh, we'll just fire through some of the lineups here. Um, twenty ten was Florence and the Machine. Ooh, tasty. This is so twenty ten Florence and the Machine. Sure. Mumford and Sons. Ooh. The XX. Which oh god. Was probably damn. debut album XX. God, yeah, it must have been. And uh, Wild Beasts as well. I never saw Wild Beasts. I really liked their first two albums. See, I got to them a little bit later, and then I really liked the last album, and then they split up, so I never got to see them. Sad. Yeah. Sad boy. I mean, I'm not cut up about it, but it would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you sound not cut up. Um, 2011, we had Foles, Warpaint, Beach House, Two Door Cinema Club, oh. Yaysayer, Deer Hunter, Aerial Pink, and uh, Chick Chick Chick. That is a good day. So, like, already, and, and like, I went to, that was the first one I went to. Yeah. Um, the con so like for me that kind of supplies the context from like my experience of laneway like sure almost like that kind of british if not from britain but kind of championed in britain yeah indie alternative scene yeah. right yeah um that's what i think of and i think part of our discussion is going to be like what does it become laneway i don't think I, i'm just gaslighting myself into thinking yeah. that laneway's still that and it's just not i don't yeah. know if it's that anymore which does make it bad. Um, 2012, we had M83, Cheerlift, Subtract, Toro Imoir, and Washed Out. That's fun. Um, DZ Death Rays, Django Django as well. 2013, Bat for Lashes, Japan Droids were there. Alt-J, making nice. appearance. Flume, Chet Faker, 
M. Pond make an appearance. Do you know what's impressive about all of these is all of these names could... It's, they're still big. They're still, like, artists that I would see now. And that's the thing about Laneway. Like, I thought that about Laneway as well, is that if someone's like, before I started thinking about it properly, someone's like, what is Laneway? I'm like, oh, they're, they're good at identifying, like, new talent. Like, yeah. I think back in the day, they were, like, the new talent thing, right? Yeah. I don't know if that's still the case now. But, like, yeah, I think it's a good point. Like, all those bands I, and like have probably come back to Laneway. And I think I've seen them yeah. post about, like, quite being like, oh, um, the first New Zealand show for this person was a Laneway thing yeah. in, New Ze- in New Zealand and blah, 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 which yeah. is totally fair enough. Like, even this next one, 2014, you had Haim, Earl Sweatshirt, Fortet, Jamie XX, um, Lord, Danny Brown. Superb. Savages and King Crawl. Savages. I fucking love Savages. Yeah. You ever seen Savages? I haven't seen Savages. Oh, Good. What, one of the best bands in the world. Not many people know about them in New Zealand. Really? No. Clearly they didn't make an impression at Laneway 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. Uh, 2015, FKA Twigs, St. Nice. Vincent, Angel Olsen, Banks, Courtney Barnett, Mac DeMarco, Connor Moxon, and Pond again. God damn. It's like, these are big lineups. Yeah. Um, 2016 was Beach House again, Dive, Fiddler, Violent Soho, Grimes, DMAs, Flume, Vince Staples. That's so Tumblr. Dive, Fiddler, and Grimes in one day is nuts. That's so Tumblr. That's so Tumblr. That, that, that would be a great blog. Um, <laughs> on Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> 2017, Car Seat Headrest. Nice. DD Dumbo, Camp Cope, Tash Sultana, Tame Impala. See, that's my least favorite so far. See, it's, and I think is that where it's starting to change? Then you've got like 2018, Mac DeMarco, The Internet Pond, Alex G, Shame played. Nice. Um, Slow Dive. Um, of, of course, there's just wi- what Wikipedia's of course. mentioned. There's, there's obviously of heaps of other bands I think to play. Th- that was the first one that I became aware of. What was that, 2018? Yeah. Yeah, so that was when I first came to New Zealand, like as an adult, like I'd been as a kid. But then I, w- I was here and I saw the poster for it. Right. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Mm. Oh, that's, pe- that's piqued my interest. Oh, I've got to check that out. <laughs> uh, 2019. Florence and the Machine. Uh, it has here Georgia Smith, Clyro, Denzel Curry, Rex Orange County, Gang, Gangs of Youth, Alex the Astronaut, Courtney Barnett, Middle Kids. I think Billie Eilish did that one, as I recall. Um, and that definitely would have been... Um, that would have been uh, Florence the Machine because I went to her sideshow with my mum after that. Did she enjoy it? Loved it. That's nice. Yeah, Florence is great live. I was amazed. I love Florence. I, I'm not a big, like, I haven't listened to much of her recorded music, but yeah. she was amazing at Spark. She yeah. was, like, running around the building and yeah. shit. Be a foot. Yes, love it. exactly. So, the and the last one that happened, 2020. 1975. The 1975, Charlie XCX, yep. Oliver Tree, Benny, Jid, King Gizzard, Tones and I, and, and Rule. Is that how you, how you say I that? I think name? it's Rule. Rule, yeah. yeah. There were some other good ones. I th- I, Omar that, Apollo. That was the one that I went to. Julia Jacqueline I saw. Mm. Uh, Mahalia, who's a really cool R&B singer from London. So how was your experience at Laneway at, in Albert Park? Yeah. Which I, for me is like my favorite city um, venue I've been in with all the yeah. grass and all the trees. Yeah. I loved it. It mm. was gorgeous. It, it felt very... Um, 
it felt very intimate, it felt very small. I remember saying this to somebody. I was, th- I remember saying this yeah. to somebody on the day. I was like, "Oh, this is such a lovely small festival." And somebody uh, who was from New Zealand was like, "Oh, this is like the biggest thing in the calendar that we have for this genre for this scene." Because I'm used to like British festivals, which are four, you know, three or four or five days long. Yeah. The one that I always used to go to is called Latitude, which is a lot like right. aesthetically, it's a lot the same as Laneway, where it's very kind of like very clean, very boutique. I think is the word. Um, so it was kind of, uh, for me, it was just like a mini version of that. Mm. Um, I really wish they would make it more than one day because some of the clashes I was a little upset by. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it was a lot of music. I, I, I would have seen pretty much everybody that was playing if I could. And so festivals like Latitude that you would compare it to, are they multi-day or are they one day? Yeah. So that's, so Latitude is a weekend one. So that's that you would camp at, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you have to find a new venue for that, I guess. Quite, yeah. Well, I, not not necessarily. Like, in the States, they do a lot of, like, intercity, um, like, yeah. multi-day ones. I guess so. Just um, go home afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And it's not big laneway. I don't know what the capacity is, but it's not it's not huge. So yeah. So, that, that would be feasible. But so, anyways, yeah. So, when you think of how, like, comparable festivals in the UK, like, what do you think laneway, like, does good? What do you think laneway could, like, do better at? Um, well, it's it, from a purely like programming perspective, they clearly know what people want in terms of all the stuff that we were saying a minute ago about like the kind of indie, mm. you know, it's kind of on the way out now, but that kind of 2010s British oriented indie pop thing. Yeah, right. Um, your, your, you know, your XXs and your Florence and the Machines and that. Um, but then, I don't know, ushering in the new talent. I, who did I see? I saw um, Omar Apollo, who you mentioned, and Benny being on at like four in the afternoon. That was really fun. Um, and just like, just logistically, this is such a boring point, but like logistically, it felt like a very well-run event, which mm-hmm. I think people take for granted. I, uh, did you see any of the footage from Listen In that happened this past weekend? From a few, <laughs> yeah, Twitter accounts. Yeah. yeah, I saw it on Instagram. My little sister went, it looked like fucking hell on earth. Mm. not just because i'm not really into like hip-hop and trap and that kind of stuff but like just logistically it looked like a mess the you know cues and rain and you know crowd crushing and things like that and i suppose it's a different kind of demographic it's a different fan base and there's a different culture around like hip-hop and stuff compared to like indie music when you're just chilling in the sunshine doing a bit of Mm. md or like you know a little bit stoned listening to julia jacqueline but i really loved um just the whole vibe of it like it was expensive for me, I would say, like as a like ticket wise. Same way. Yeah. Right. But I feel like I got what I paid for, and I had a great time. That was like the the last like fun thing I did before COVID happened. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think it's an interesting point you bring up of like how the people who are going and how they're going to act in a crowd because I think bar maybe like. For me personally, the kind of bands I'm going to when I go to Laneway, I think apart from maybe Parquet Courts. Yeah. Most of the bands I'm seeing and at the festival when I go are the kind of like stand there and enjoy and like maybe like bliss out a little bit too kind of music. And that is kind of true. They don't necessarily put on pizza parties. Rages. rages. I mean, (laughs) Dental Curry probably was. Or maybe like we could say they kind of have one or two. Yeah. A festival so that they can attract that kind of exactly, crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine, friend of mine who I've met, who I made friends with recently, said that she was at the chats at Laneway, the last one that happened. Oh yeah. I saw and that, yeah. Um, she was in the mosh pit and suddenly realised that there was blood all over her face, 
and it wasn't and it wasn't her blood it was the person in front of her who had like an it took like an elbow to the eye socket (laughs) (laughs) saw this guy like crawling it like it was a fucking war zone crawling out with blood all down him so yeah so there's a little bit of that yeah but not too much um I suppose next next year we're going to talk about next year in a yeah. minute, but um, turnover is probably going to be the one. Turnover uh, for that is it turnover turnstile turnstile. Sorry, that's what I meant. Turnover is a different band. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like for me like my, you know, I'm 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 now like thirty plus. Boo. <laughs> you know, and I'm like imagine being in your thirties. Sorry, go on. So much go better on. than your twenties. Yeah, oh my God, twenties chaos. Yeah, true. Um. You know, my my big memories of like special times at Laneway of like seeing the war on drugs. Yeah. Play the main stage. Yeah. Coming out after they've just won a Grammy. Mm, first Grammy. Yeah. It's just slamming. It's more like those older bands that like and seeing Florence yeah. and like the slow dive one. For me, like that's the kind of thing that not only I would go and see quite a lot, but. I'd I'd kind of be in the crowd and it, there's there was a lot of, you know the thirty the the people my age and older who can't go to Whammy every weekend, <laughs> yeah. Even though I still do, sure. but um, who but still love music and yeah, want to know what's real and like they they can go to a day or a, I'd actually agree like a two day thing, yeah. Um, and I guess I don't know who is on this bill that would bring those people for 2023 for 2023 like, well let's delve shall we yeah do you want to do you want to just list them off okay well i think we should do it um we should do it by how they've separated it right okay so there's the the big top three um heim joji and phoebe bridges two out of three there that i like tell me about it heim and phoebe were top of my wish list really why heim because, uh, firstly, because I haven't seen them in about nine years. Right. Secondly, because I thought they would be a really good fit. Mm. And thirdly, because Women in Music Part 3, 2020, is a phenomenal record. Mm. And I really wanted to see it live. And also, I've, you know, something that I've, I've found very amusing about living in New Zealand as opposed to living in the UK is that we are very much at the end of the tour schedule. Yes. Pretty much... <laughs> Every internet. It's almost their last show. Yeah, exactly. E- either they start here when the when the tour isn't quite finished, when or the album might not even really yeah, be out. Exactly when they're just like, well, we need to, you know, get some cash in the bank. Let's go and do fucking Australia, yeah. New Zealand, or we're kind of tacked on the end if you know budgets and schedules permit. So, so anyway, point being, I've seen the Heim tour over the last couple of years through Instagram and things like that as they've done the states and then the UK. Do you know they brought out Taylor Swift when they did the O2 Arena? Wow. Yeah. Probably won't bring her out. <laughs> Maybe they'll bring out Lord. Maybe they will. But um, yeah, it's just uh, I, the anticipation has been building, and um, I just I just love Heim. I think they're a brilliant festival band because it's kind mm. of you know it's danceable, it's summery. Everyone knows you know at least the wire, I guess. So um, so are they a mainstream band? In in general, yeah. I guess like in the audience, I think so. Yeah, right. We could look at like Spotify figures. <laughs> but, no, fuck Spotify yeah. figures. Um, I, I would say so. I would I, again. My frame of reference is the UK. In the UK, they're always on the BBC programming. They're always on Radio One. They're always on uh, Reading and Leeds and Glastonbury, which are the televised festivals. So they have 
that following. I and, think, and they can do sets properly at festivals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think because they're kind of they have that slightly kind of retro Fleetwood Mac thing going on. They, you know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, totally. They um they appeal to the kids as much as the parents and that, and you know they, they've been around a while now they're on like three albums so that's an interesting thing because i think that's the thing we should bring up because yeah a, as we go through it is like how our personal feelings about the music itself yeah but also like how that plays into i because you know the festival bookers book bands that suit the venn diagram of like Musically, this is what we want, and yeah. will this get people through the gate? Sure, will this like, sell tickets? Who is, is, so you think Haim is there to sell tickets? Heim, in the sense, Heim. Heim, sorry. Heim. Shows I'm not a <laughs> real fan. I haven't. I don't think I've ever actually heard a Haim song. What? Yeah. Um, what? I know. This is why you and I need to, we can talk more, oh, because damn. Uh, we, we have a lot, we have common, but I, some Do you know, I assume not. that this was just going to be us looking at the poster and being like, cool, that's pretty good, but you don't, you've never listened to a Haim song? No, nah, no. Nah. Damn, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the, that's one that's a headliner top top three that'll be like to intergenerational you think? yeah i think so right i think so they kind of they were one of those tumblr ones because what did they play to they played in 2014 i think yeah so they came around through that kind of you know alexa chung uh you know fe- feather in your in your hat kind of uh kind of vibe it was a beautiful time it was an amazing time <laughs> but thank god it's in the past um, but then they, you know, they've just put out consistently brilliant music since then. Yeah. And I suspect, I su- I'm looking at it now, Haim will be the one for the slightly older people. Joji will be the one for the younger people. Yeah. Let's yes. T- should we talk about Is Joji? that the one that you're not I sold on? I fucking hate Joji. Like actively. What's so, okay. What's so like. Because do you know, do you know anything about Joji? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know about Filthy Frank? Mm-hmm. I'm like, the. The, what what more should what more do I need to say? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, fact, yeah. the fact that so that's that's about the extent of my opinion here. I can't cite any sources here. Yeah. So I'm I'm like a super hardcore like what what did the like frequencies ever do to you kind of person like right. um like as when music's written and recorded it's like sound waves that it literally have <laughs> nothing to do with the organic being they've come out of in a sense. So I'm, uh, but like that's how I approach like every uh, artistic thing. So it makes it really easy for me to be like, cool, I, uh, I like this music and I don't like that because I never have to worry about like who's sung it, right? Um, and it's my att- it's my like general attempt to try and increase some objectivity. Interesting. Um, and in that sense, like that's why I've and I've heard I've heard a bit more Joji stuff. Yeah. Um, I can't say that it's totally up my alley sure but it's definitely i can see i i think it's a good point to raise and like why like there's not uh, he's probably yeah there to bring some of those younger people yeah like i i'm like he could have joji could have easily been at listen it yeah right agreed. and fit yeah, for sure. you know yeah. so i wonder if that was like a oh lameway's already got joji to kind of get like you know they've had the denzel curries in the past yeah. they've had the earl sweatshirts in the past yeah they've got slow tie yes this year um and i think they quite like having the almost like hip-hop r&b adjacent thing going on as well sure and joji really fits fits that i can't yeah like I, okay well here's a good question with that who else would you put um, kind of at least musically in the same sphere that would be Ooh. would that would be in that that top spot. Say Joji pulled out. 
break my heart like that word like if if you're on the board and they're they're like we want joji you're like i don't want joji and they're like okay who does the job for us that we should still get like who would you actually want in there i'm gonna have to think in real time about that i can see the cogs turning well let that go in the let that go in the background okay and I'm gonna just flick through Spotify in the meantime while we yeah. continue to talk. And just well, you can you can flick through Spotify while you tell me about Phoebe Bridges. Oh, <laughs> don't you just love Phoebe Bridges? Uh she's okay. Damn. I like I, I like that video of her doing the Bo Burnham cover and then from the the cameras from the crowd and then the person and holding the camera there. like turns and it's Bo Burnham he's watching there. it. I like that. Yeah. Look, I think that collaboration album with she did um, for it. No. Cemetery something. Better Oblivion Community, Community Center. Center. That album's incredible. With, uh, what's his face? Yeah, from Bright Eyes. From Bright Eyes. Um, that's incredible. I think that had a little bit more like oomph to it for me. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm an, I, I'm a regular person. I think motion sickness is great. You know, <laughs> like... <laughs> but, did it, you know, I, I'm, I'm not at the point where I was listening to her doing those like seriously bland acoustic covers she was putting out of other people's songs yeah. for a stretch of time. But she raises a really good point, I think, for a lot of this lineup. She is incredibly um, popular online. Yeah. She is incredibly popular online. You could actually say that about Joji as well. That's what. That's the point I was going to come to, is that I only know Joji through <laughs> Filthy Frank, and any time I've listened to a Joji song, it's been in the background of a TikTok. Mm-hmm. I have it's never come up on like my pl- on playlists or anything like that, or even on the radio. I only ever hear him on TikTok. Like, there's, you know, some. some Sorry, sp- we just, I've just got a be real notification. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah like, of course. For peak, uh, <laughs> we we better get the we insufferability. Better, <laughs> we better get the be real. <laughs> can we get a be real sponsorship, please? What are we drinking? With Garage Project. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah, we are. Of right. course, right. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we can send that to them. Um, oh, I look goofy as hell. Whatever. Uh, yeah. U- Uber online teens is the fan base for Joji. Well, it's in like my a, opinion. And it's like a box tick. Like, it'll be interesting to identify what we think is the core of this festival. Yeah. And then what's the box ticks. Yeah. And I think you've correctly identified that Heim. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and is is more to the core of laneway yeah and joji's more of the box tick yeah is where does phoebe bridges lie phoebe bridges well i think um phoebe bridges i think the reason that everyone's so hyped about her being on there is that she's never played in new zealand before so that's a big thing there's a big thing she could i feel I, I was you know i was wondering before this poster came out i was wondering where she would play if she were to do an auckland show and i reckon she could do spark arena yeah, probably. Not like not like the full, you know, full sold out thing, but you know the thing where they do like the the limited capacity where they have the like curtains the, drawn the curtains and drawn. Yeah. yeah, like the bottom bottom tier. Bottom tier and standing. I reckon she could do that comfortably. Totally. Because Yeah, she's just one of those ones who over the last couple of years, as you say it's been an online it's an online thing. It's been a covid thing where her record came out what like a month into lockdown, mm. the second album. Yeah. The one that got nominated for like four Grammys and then didn't win any. Which was a, a cosmic injustice, in my opinion. Oh, we'll we'll do a Grammy episode at some point. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. I think she's a, a lot like the the Heim record that came out. She's one that I've just spent so much time with in the last couple of years, just through my headphones, 
when I've been sat doing nothing yeah. or, or walking around. Not in the like kind of sad, navel-gazing, depressing way as a lot of her fans seem to do. <laughs> you know, she's like peak sad girl, you know, which is fine. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, you know, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but that, but that's just not how I, I do. <laughs> that's not how I listen to it. Um, but, but yeah, I think she's one of those ones where people have spent so much time with her music that finally, finally they get to see her play. Mm. And that's why she's so high up there. And um, You don't want to be clashing with her on the night? Because <laughs> yeah. like a lot of people I've like, you know, in my spheres, I've just kind of casually been like, what do you think of the Laneway lineup? Yeah. Um, pretty uniformly it's been like Phoebe Bridges. Yeah. I'm I, go and see I Phoebe Bridges. probably would have paid, if it was just Haim and Phoebe Bridges and no other acts on there, I would have paid the same ticket price. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I that's me- good. I mean that completely sincerely. Okay. So we've got what could be called the subtitle X. Yeah. We've had the title X. Let's do subtitle X. Yeah. Um, we've got Phineas, of course, <sighs> uh, <laughs> Billy Eyelash's brother. Yeah. Uh, Fontaine's DC. Oh, yes. Uh, we've got Fred again. Um, yeah. Girl in Red. I love Girl in Red. And I've had a lot of people actually say Girl in Red to me. Yeah. Um, slow Tie. Yes. And Turnstile. I'll take Turnstile. Yeah. You've. How do you feel about that that grouping of? It's a good mix. I like. I like that. I don't like all of them, so I'm less worried about them clashing. Phineas. Should, should we just work through chronologically? Yeah. Sure. Phineas. Oh, bless his cotton socks. He's a great producer. He seems like a very charming man. Uh, I enjoyed seeing him with Billy at uh, Spark Arena the other day. And I wish nothing but the best for him. But his solo <laughs> music is abysmally boring. Are there are Phineas fans? I've <laughs> no, I, you know, but you know what I mean? Like, is there anyone that walks around um, word of mouthing a Phineas song? Is there, I've got a better question. Is there anyone who's a Phineas fan who isn't a Billy fan? Or have they, oh, own, that's a very good have they only heard of him through her? Yeah, right. Yeah. Which isn't a slight. I mean, she, everyone's heard of Billy, so yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not unfortunate. You know, it's a bit unfortunate, but yeah, he's fine. It's fine. It's but, fine. So what is? But and he doesn't really fit that backbone we're talking about. So what kind of is is Phineas just ticking the Billy Eilish box? With maybe I guess younger so. people to come through, or probably it was maybe part of the deal to get Billy through New Zealand. I do. Or something. I do wonder that. I saw him doing some press for Laneway when he was here with her. Some videos that clearly were recorded in a hotel I mean, at the it, CBD. It could be that, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of stipulation in the contract of, like, you know, Billy will come through, do the Spark <laughs> show, but you've got to provide a, a show for, like, Phineas is in the contract, and, like, sure. you've got to provide a show. And, like, yeah. there's, like, it's Live Nation, right? <laughs> Sneaky Live Nation, I'm pretty is it, sure. Is Laneway Live Nation? No, well, I don't know if they. Look, Nation. let's just say that, like, the people, you know, there's a very small the powers industry. That be. The powers that be. Sure. Um, I don't know. I think that's a little cynical. I don't know if it would be like stipulated in a contract exactly. But I think he, he de- you know, that lots of people like Billie Eilish. Ergo, lots of people like Phineas. So he's a, he's a safe bet. Fair. And it's good, you know, it's good, clean pop music, even if I, I don't like it personally. So, and I think like the other one that's popping up is Fred again. Um, yeah. which must have been booked before the boiler room, but yeah. is because of the that just shows that there are platforms on the internet that can still pop you off. Because yeah. pre pre boiler room, like electronic heads and a few like invested Spotify users knew who Fred again was. Yeah, and now everyone's it's he's he's the 
is the buzzword. He's the electronic artist now. Yeah. I want to see Fred again. I see. I don't know anything about Fred again. Electronic music and house music and and, and boiler room as a thing isn't. I, I think it's really cool, but it's mm. not something I ever invest any time in. So he's kind of blindsided me in that I don't really know anything about. And, yeah. and he's everyone's talking about Fred again, and I kind of don't want to listen to him because I'm you know contradictory in that way. Uh, see, like that's and like that's really more my sphere. Sure. And I would actually say that Fred again's probably as much as it annoys me. Um, he a lot of people know him for an annoying reason, which is a boiler room. <laughs> yeah, but the music that he's been making over the last year um, is actually really, really, really good. Describe it to me. It's just it's a very modern electronic um, production style. Yeah, that is very melting pot. Very like, um, which by that I mean it's it's this kind of I can sound like myself in lots of different genres. Sure. Um, I, I've learned from people like Fortet and people like Skrillex and people like all these things, but I don't make anything that really sounds like them. Uh, people can have a lot of good time with me and I'm, I'm really, I'm like a real musician doing this. Yeah. Um, does he, pl- when, when he does shows, is it a live set or I, is it a DJ set or I, does it vary? It's a, I, it's a hybrid DJ set, okay. which is actually really cool. Yeah. Um, which is a lot like how Fortet does it, which is cool. Right. I like that actually more than trying to do the, the band thing. Sure. Um, personally. Yeah. It's like, we've got the tracks, we've got the stems and he can do it on the, he can fuck with it on the fly. Yeah. Throw in mashups. Um, do all that kind of stuff but not have like people trying to play real instruments which I think is the dumbest I think Pendulum got away with it because their music was like I that I saw Pendulum oh, brilliant well I saw I was going to ask is it kind of like Muramasa because I saw him in July when he did Town Hall for um, Elemental Nights and that I really enjoyed because it was kind of he he had a bass guitar and he had a mic and it it was kind of that melding of like he has no physical instruments like that right okay but it's more effects and like the, the musical playing of hardware, I would say. Right. Is actually how it goes. Um, I think he'll actually be really good. Yeah. Um, and then I guess you'd put like Fontaine's and Turnstile, all the guitar heads and oh, yes, alternative please. heads are going to want to go and see those yes, guys. Please. Well, Fontaine's were meant to do the one in 2020, but pulled out. Did you like Skinty Fear? I was... Yes, I did. Cool. I was really late with Fontaine's. They were another one where... Um, they kind of followed. It was uh, it was Idols, then it was Fontaines, and then it was kind of Black Midi and Black Country New Road. Yeah, right. In the UK, everybody was to any anyone who cares about alternative music was talking about these bands back to back to back, and I just didn't care. I was like, yeah. this is so kind of. I don't. Know. I remember talking to you about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I just didn't get it, and I think um, I don't know. I just I didn't like the the kind of machismo. Um. <laughs> yeah, it just did not. It just did nothing for me. Yeah. I just thought it was very bland and very old fashioned. And then uh, I got to see. I actually, I saw the first time I ever saw Fontaine's was opening for Shame at a venue called the Waterfront in Norwich, which is my hometown, about three years ago. And they were on first. It was like a seven hundred cap venue. They were on first. There's maybe fifty people in the room. And I walked in. I was like, nope. Got a drink and went and sat outside. Yeah, great. <laughs> and then I saw them. Um, on i forget the name of the second album but i saw them on the second album tour again right before covid and i was like oh okay i get it now like there's there's something here the the lyrics are brilliant the melodies are brilliant they put on a great show and i'm very excited to see them but, he, but here's the thing right we're yeah. in we're in the subtitle and we're now there's maybe two bands in here that are gonna box tick for the male guitar enjoying yeah 
older crowd. Are Fontaine's DC and Turnstile really I the bands so. that are going to bring those people? Like I you, you so. mentioned Idols. Like yeah. I- Idols would fit that. But Idols are already playing Auckland. But that's the thing. But like, I just don't know if Fontaine's and Turnstile are going to be that kind of band to bring those the people who have gone to see Father John Misty, War on Drugs, yeah, you know, Slow Dive, like Parquet Courts. Are they going to really turn out and see Fontaine's DC and Turnstile? I reckon so. I don't know. I don't really know what the... Um, again, I don't have much of a frame of reference for like what Auckland audiences are like. I've only been to one laneway. Yeah. Um, I hope so. I feel like Fontaine's... They've had, a good, they've had a good run. They've had a good couple of years. And also the festivals that they're playing overseas, they are attracting, you know, the young people. I don't know if you saw... Uh, they did Reading and Leeds recently in, in August and they brought a kid on stage to play guitar for one of their tracks did cool. like guitar solo and that was like a viral you know viral a, a moment. quote unquote viral they're, uh, they're smart good looking boys aren't they they are and they're irish <laughs> everybody loves it you know that soft irish accent well, of course boys um, in the better land the demo versions of that band were so good and then someone came in and recorded that album and told them to speed everything up and make it sound shit um i like it faster slow tie slow we hit the first kind of like well, I guess Joji could also hit this, but Slow Tie is going to bring... Chaos. Try and bring a bit of that, like, yeah. hip-hop energy, yeah. chaos energy to it. Yeah. I think that's a good... I think Slow Tie is almost the perfect pick for that kind of thing. I think so. Like, I can't imagine someone else that would do what Slow Tie would do and still bring the same people, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Unless you're going to bring Denzel back again. Yeah. Or, like, any of the artists that just did Listen In, like Central C or AJ Tracy, somebody like that. Yeah. But they, again... They've again, they've just done it. Been and done. Yeah. Yeah, Slow Tie. Again, I was late to Slow Tie. I thought it was a bit of a prick, and then I just... I, I, I It was the Miramasa songs, Doorman, and, yeah. and the other one that I can't remember the name of. Um, where I was like, okay. All right, all right, all, all right. right. All right, all right. <laughs> Cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 gentrification you prick <laughs> okay well so so far we've got what like younger people kind of coming with their parents a lot of like tumblr vibes <laughs> and like feeling vibes and then allegedly some older people to see fontaine's dc and turnstile sure um we're into the second half yeah where we have like what I would call like the bigger acts of the of the smaller acts. of the smaller acts. You <laughs> know what a, I mean? There's a couple here that I don't know. So I think from this point onwards, just pick on ones that either like you have you you jump out at you for good reasons or jump out at you for bad reasons. All right. Well, this is where I get to talk about yard acts. Okay, which is actually something we both love. Yes, we both love yard acts. Yes. So I want to hear about. Yard I'm Act. slightly gobsmacked that yard acts playing that. For people who don't know, yard acts are from. I think they're from Leeds in uh, England, uh, kind of post-punk band who have been in like lots of other little bands for a really long time. Um, incidentally, I've seen the two main guys, James and Ryan, in their bands in a former life about seven or eight years ago. And then they formed this band Yard Act, put out some really sick, very kind of word heavy, very kind of Alex Turner, Arctic Monkeys, word heavy post-punk at the beginning of um, COVID, put their album out at the beginning of this year. Beginning of this year? Yeah, it was January. January this year, got a Mercury Prize nomination and have been doing bits left, right and centre. And they're brilliant. What I love about Yard Act is it's just, it's so funny. Mm. It's so funny and it's so dense and it's so clever. It's one of those ones, it's kind of like watching a Wes Anderson film film, where with every kind of repeat listen, you pick up a new reference or a new bit of wordplay. And also they have this really great 
kind of sentimental aspect one mm -hmm. of the songs the, i think it's the, the last track on the album 100 percent endurance which is just about the world ending basically mm -hmm. very on trend with you know <laughs> with you know gestures vaguely yeah um but it's just great and i i'm very excited that they're coming i think it'll be really funny seeing them like on a hot sunny afternoon in auckland yeah they could they could be on at three yeah they'll yeah they'll they'll be on early because they're probably one of the smallest ones one of the smallest ones of the medium ones on yeah. the poster they'll be on early i feel like you should you should be seeing them in a dank basement in the north of england mm. uh, at like 11 o'clock at night yeah but it'll be great i think james always wears a trench coat so I, i'll be impressed if he's got the trench coat on Maybe I saw trench coat and flip-flops trench, <laughs> trench coat and flip-flops i saw some videos of them playing at south by southwest this year and they just dripping with sweat <laughs> yeah but they're awesome i love them tell I, me about i think i described to a friend i was like it's like the fall without mental illness because <laughs> <laughs> like he does like the the, the vocals are and the lyrics are very it has the same energy of what I love about the fall so much. Yeah. But it's just so much more intelligently put together. Sure. And I think even without knowing they were in bands before this, I was like, these are people who have like been in bands. This is like the one where they're like, let's do the better versions of all the things we've sure. worked out. And I, I really like it. I think it was really nice to hear. It, they pushed, there's this whole like post rock, post punk thing going yeah. on. And there are bands on the edges of it pushing in slightly different directions. And for me, Do you want to name some names? Um, for me, like like Squid. Squid is pushing in the in the psychedelic electronic. Yeah. But um, I think Yard Act is pushing into this more indie version of of, yeah. of the post rock. I really love this band called the Cool Greenhouse. Yeah. Um, and they're they're pushing in more of the like post-punk like almost like talking heads kind of yeah for sure um Alec revival of it alexa is the song do you know that song alexa? Yeah, yeah, yeah and for me like and i got it like it was my, my favorite album that's come out and like you know i do love black country new road and black midi on an intellectual level but i don't <laughs> i like and i i, I the, aside from the first black midi album which i do have like a a real connection to yeah um which is because it's more guitar -y. yeah the other ones i'm just like intellectually awed by but they're not necessarily <laughs> things that i'm like i go back and listen to every day sure. um for me it was that shame record oh yeah uh, drunk the, the drunk, second one drunk, drunk tank, tank pink, pink. that yeah. is just for me like the 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 bullseye center point of this whole thing i i think that that has got the songs it's yeah. got the sound it's got the energy yeah um yeah 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 that's that's and i'm, I'm obsessed with that whole yeah thing but you know, yeah, all the, all the, those are my touch touch sure. points, I think, on the fringes and then in the middle for that yeah. scene. Well, that's kind of like what we were saying earlier about like the, the kind of 2010s indie scene with France and the Machine and Mumford and Sons and the XX model. This is the new guard. But we are, and, and like, okay, this is a good point to bring this up. I was talking with a friend today. If Laneway was still the Laneway we think it is, it was from those like enemy days, yeah. there would be Black Midi and Black Country New Road on this, it's or a Squid, or a, or a, like. Well, it's not unlikely that it's just scheduling con conflicts and all that business. Sure. They were like, right, we've got our we've got our wish list of British post punk artists, right? Mm. Black Country, no, no, they're busy. Black Midi, oh, they're busy. Dry cleaning, <laughs> oh, they're doing tuning for Squid, oh, they're busy. Okay, all right, we'll take yeah, Yard. Right. <laughs> we'll take Yard. We'll take Yard. Fine. Yeah, fair I'm enough. Ha I'm happy they've got Yard. They're my favourite. Um, does anyone else? I'll, I'll read the whole list. We've got a hundred gigs, Chaos in the CBD, Phaser Days, 
Someone called Nux, um, <laughs> Mole Rat, Ross from Friends, The Beths, and Yard Act. Are there any other ones that jump out at you? Well, Nux there? is the only one I don't know, and I had yeah, a look, and either. I think that's hip-hop as well. Cool. I, I gather. I think he might be American. You've got to have hip-hop in, God forbid, the top. I guess Joji could kind of count, but not really. Mm. Um, you just got to have one in each of the other yeah, subsections. Yeah, for sure. Who else have we got? Phaser Days, I'm very excited about. Phaser Days, obviously a local act, doing very well for herself. Very excited for her new EP, which is coming out. 100 Gex, should we talk about 100 Gex? Because they're... Uh, do you have any feelings about 100 Gex? Um, uh, I think it's wonderful. Yes. And I never listen to it. <laughs> I've listened to like th- th- maybe three or four songs. I can't listen to it in my day to day because without sounding like an old person, it's just noise. <laughs> it's just like sticking a stethoscope in a washing machine. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like yeah. TV static. Right. But... I just love it. I love the ethos of it. I love that they're like, I think, you know, the appeal to like the the queer community, the appeal to like emo kids, the fact that they go on stage dressed as wizards and just like smack the shit out of like keyboards and things. Great. It's just, it's nonsense. And I, I love a bit of nonsense. So I don't know what it, I don't know what it'll be like live. I don't listen to them very often, but I will a hundred percent be watching them out line way. Um, and like, there was no way the Beths weren't going to be on there. Yeah, you know, New Zealand's favorite indie band, and their latest record is great. It is. It actually really is. Yeah. I think it's illegal in New Zealand to not like <laughs> not it and like say them. it's great <laughs> <laughs> at this point. So, yep. Um, God for yeah, God forbid they really fuck it up. Well, they're going to be in a really sticky situation. Uh, they'll be fine. Do you know I I uh, got to interview Liz uh, recently for Line of Best Fit, and I. Uh, I got an email from the editor saying he wants to interview the best. I was like, oh, great. This is where I can play my New Zealand ace card. Yes. They're from Auckland. I'm in Auckland. I can I can just go and hang out with her. We can go to a cafe or whatever. And I sent the email uh, to the PR saying, yeah, I'm down. And he was like, great. They're on tour in the States. At the right. Moment. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> can you send a Zoom link? <laughs> so we had to do it over Zoom, which was a little bit embarrassing. But she was very lovely. And I, I think the album is superb. Mm. Yeah. Very tight album. Yeah, when you know, when you know, you know. That's the banger. Have you listened to that one? I gotta say, you haven't listened to it. Oh god, and I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Um, I have listened to it, but um, and I, I think it's the, the 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 consistency of of quality. It's that's the best album. Agreed. And I think all the songs hold together the most, which is probably a product of them making them in such a shorter time period as the other ones. Yeah, proper lockdown. Record. More more like focused. Yeah. I think the first three songs are the best songs that the Beths have ever made and put out. Valid. And then I changed the album after that to oh, listen to something else. Interesting. And and that's not because I don't like it. It's because like it doesn't hold me. It doesn't. Uh, I have so much music to listen to <laughs> that I have to be like really vibing something to carry sure. on. And for me, like that the 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 three f- punches in that start of that record. Yeah. Um, they satisfy your appetite yeah, Knees Deep Science is Golden and Expert in Dying Field the title track Expert in Dying yeah. Field are like you know gonna be up there in some of my favourite songs of the year yeah. and it's and like it's it's almost like they're suffering from the success of writing some of my some of my favourite songs after that that sure. I'm like and the album being so tight and similar yeah. that I'm like 
these songs are also great, yeah. but they're not as great as these fair. ones. Yeah, and I've valid. heard those ones. Yeah, that's totally fair. But that's probably a very singular experience from someone like myself who listens Maybe. to so much I like music. that just a second ago you were like, it's illegal in New Zealand not to be a fan of the best. Now openly admitting to not totally, listening to the record. Totally a fan of the best. Lock this man up. Totally a fan of the best. Um, Ross from Friends is great. I don't Ross know. from Friends is one that I know from like Beam Me Up Soft Boy on Instagram. I'm going to go see him in Brighton in December before he comes down. In the UK? Yeah, yeah I'm off Brighton. to the UK. Oh, that's crazy. Um, Tell me about Ross and Friends. Is that kind of, I, in my head, I've pigeonholed that as kind of Fred again vibes. It is. Yeah. Uh, there's, it's, it's hard. I'm not, I'm someone who loves electronic music, but is not nerdy about genres or like, I'm not a, I'm not like an old head. I don't have yeah. much respect for like genres or traditions or shit like that. So I yeah. never, I don't fucking care. Like, do sure. I like the song or not? Um, so I'm not really your, your go-to man for like, whatever the fuck, what is he doing? Fair enough. What tradition is he in? But um, he, it's just this very modern thing of like, Again, I'd put it in like the biceps, over monos, mod rats, Ross from Friends, Fred again. They make gotcha dancey music that you can listen to, not in a club. Okay, but if you're in a club, it's the best. Also great. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of my realm of electronic music. Really like a few vocals in in there, good grooves. Okay, <laughs> um, good grooves. Good grooves. Like amazingly produced. Yeah. Um, it, that'll be really fun. All right, cool. If I'm free when he's on, I'll probably go and see him. Um, I think we're on to the, the little names. The little names. Fuck, it's so tiny. <laughs> okay, so right, and these are all kind of the locals, aren't they? Mostly. So Apart we're gonna go the backseat lovers. I think they're American. I gather. I did have a quick Google. Okay, great. They're like a TikTok one. They're a TikTok. They're like they're like a they're like a kind of sixties inspired like psych psych rock, but I think they had one song. Well, that's good because there is none of that here. There is where is there is no psych rock. True, yeah. Like like Phaser Days is getting into there, but it's more Phaser Days. Girl Girl in Red is slightly psychedelic, but they're pop. They're pop. Pop. Yeah, all right. It's it's pop. Um, (laughs) Babyface Killer is a titan of the uh, local DJ scene. I'll take your word for it. Does um. Stuff with filth and a bunch of other things ah. as well, which is um, half queens oh, and, nice, and, yeah. and GSPs. One, one of those names I've seen on many posters, but never caught. Will be probably that and a, a name down um, Eden Burns, which is there as well, and, yep. and also Logic One Thousand. They'll be great um, entries into the Ross from Friends and the Fred Again gotcha. and those kinds of people. Gotcha. Like yeah. Um, darts. I do like a bit of darts. The band from Wellington. The band from Wellington, yeah. Recently signed to uh, Flying Nun. Great. Yeah. Um, so they're doing they're doing all right. To be fair, they deserve it. It's a nice yeah. little nod to be like, you know, darts have been the hardest working, most like ingenious band for probably three or f- three years now, maybe four years yeah. in New Zealand um, with no support, just doing it all themselves. Yeah. And I think that it's... Um, Really nice to get some institutional nods sure. for them. Yeah, they've Even got great character. I saw yeah. them maybe not the last time they played Whammy, but at Whammy, and it reminded me of like Viagra Boys, that or, right. or, or the Chats. That level of just like you know, I feel like I could have a pint with any of these guys, and it would mm. be awesome, and they'd be very lovely. And the sh- and the show was great, good fun, very sweaty. Uh, and then we've got, like I said, Eden Burns, yep. who's been like crushing europe for the last like six months basically cool um ernie bell i did see ernie bell at tuning fork recently and she was brilliant how do you think that kind of music's gonna fare at laneway not very well okay that's 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 the thing that's a doors open 
uh, five people in front of the stage thing. But but you know, it's it's the clout of having your name on the poster. Yeah. To you know, to get industry cynical about it. Like, yeah. good for her for being on there. Her record is really good. I don't imagine anyone will be like, oh my god, we should go and see Ernie Bell. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's not going to be necessarily be the the perfect context for her music, but yeah, still important to do. Sure. Hans, my friend Hans. Have you heard Hans before? I've heard of Hans. Hans is great. I know him from. I think he did a track with a Moogie. Yeah, yeah, uh, and is over living in Australia now, but obviously coming back. Yeah. Um, I think just makes amazing like. House, houseified R&B hip hop stuff. Okay. Incredible shit. I must have a listen. I think Hans is probably like low key of that underground, like the the, the, the little ones. I think yeah. that's the hip pick. Okay. Interesting. To go see Hans. I'll take your word for it. it. It's kind of like when Amoogie did it back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, And people in the know got to go see their set and it was fun and bouncy and yeah. like a good time. Yeah. It's that, it's that nice little zone of like, this music does fit at a festival sure. and it's a new person yeah. and they're local kind of stuff. It's going to yeah. actually be good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. One. Highly recommend. Um, Harvey Sutherland, Australian house electronic stuff. No, no idea. It's there for the Flamingo Pier. Um, <laughs> people who are waiting for Flamingo Pier. Sicko don't know. Juju Lips don't know. Um, there's a Tuesday. I am a big fan of There's a Tuesday. Do you think that There's a Tuesday would have thought they would be... Do you think There's a Tuesday are bigger than the place they are in the laneway lineup down the bottom or do you think that that's probably a good spot for them to be in now uh i feel like yeah i feel like they fit i feel like they fit on the poster i feel like they're i could give you five or six other names of people that would you could swap there's a tuesday out for of other like you've got to have and like there is a, always a good spot for like the new zealand indie band yeah of the time i i think they are superb it's like them and daffodils are on a parallel for me. And Daffodils have done the laneway thing exactly. already. Yeah, Daffodils... Soaked Oats have done the yeah, laneway thing already. Exactly. There's a Tuesday still coming up. And I just think they're brilliant. I think Nat and Minnie as like co-front people are just superb. And also, I, do you know, I, got, I interviewed There's a Tuesday about a year ago and I asked them what their, um, like their ambitions were in music. And they said, if we can sing a song with Phoebe Bridges... They were like our dream, <laughs> our one pipe dream, our goal is if we could ever like share a stage with Phoebe Bridges, we would die happy. And do you know Phoebe Bridges? You probably won't know this because you don't really listen to her. She, when she does I Know the End live, which is her big kind of closing number, there's a bit of a like screamy bit. Yeah. And at festivals, she's been getting like other artists to come on and do it. So like Wet Leg did it in the States. She had Arlo Parks do it at Glastonbury. And I'm hoping that there's a Tuesday or their management or anyone on this festival can, can get it. Nat and Minnie yeah. on the main stage with Phoebe Bridges. And I'm just, I'm so psyched for them. I think they just make fantastic music. And um, yeah, yeah they, they very much deserve to be on there. I agree. I think it's also a very tough, it's, it's a signal that there's a Tuesday have hit the New Zealand it indie band ceiling, um, <laughs> which is definitely a real thing of like that uh, every band in that zone has to encounter, which is essentially like, yes, you've hit that laneway yeah. thing, but can you get from your, the indie band and, at the bottom of the sure, thing to yeah. the Beths? Yeah. Cause really like when you look at it, only phaser days and the Beths have done that. True. And, yeah. the, and they are phaser days has, has had like an international, uh, internationally acclaimed record. Yeah. And then that was, what over five six years ago yeah, now yeah 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 the beths are four of like the best musicians from bands before forming a super group yeah and writing three excellent albums to get yeah. there like that's the thing that that the band's like 
and you know, Park Road coming up are probably looking at that same thing. There's yeah, a Tuesday maybe. there now. Yeah. Um, daffodils have been there. Like, yeah. where? How do you transition from in New Zealand to get yeah. from that opening slot to up there? Yeah. That's the that's the really tough yeah. thing. So, I think it's it's as you said with Fraser Days, it's the international. You have to get international mm-hmm. recognition. You don't have to go and be massive overseas, but I think that's that's it. You have to you have to break out of New Zealand. You can be really good. For, you can be world famous in New Zealand. But you got to be, you got to be doing it elsewhere. Interesting to, to thing work your way up for me is that no New Zealand acts in the top half. But who would you put there? You've got you, Aldous Harding, Marlon Williams, yeah, Lord as, as headliner. They're all doing other bits and pieces. They're all doing other bits and pieces. Yeah. Who else from that kind of tier would fit? It's very true. Yep. It's very true. Yeah. Um, I think. There's, there's a couple more things I want to talk about quickly. One of them I think is a good exercise is that imagine to imagine a different kind of punter that we've imagined right. going to this festival, whether what, what is their pathway to having a good time? <laughs> so like if you're that kind of kid who is in like the, the you know, the, the chats kind of kid, the like you're into mainstream music, but it's more energetic and it's more yeah. like thing. Like what, what, what's the pathway through that? You mean like what would, what, what which acts should they say? Yeah. Are, are they going to be, are they going to be, and are they going to have a good time or a bad time at uh, this festival? I, right? yeah, I reckon so. I think it's, it's pretty safe. The thing with laneway and the thing with this kind of music in general, and I say this kind of music as in my taste, it's, it's easy to digest. It's not right. niche in any sense. So I think pretty much anyone could go to this festival. Um, but who's okay. Here's a bit of one then. What's the like, of the kind of personality type and music listener that uh, yeah. stereotypically we're, we're associated with, who's the big winner of this lineup? Who's the big me? Me personally, <laughs> <laughs> me because there's about five acts on here that I've dreamt of seeing for about two years. Um, I, I would say I would say for somebody who's maybe not quite as familiar with all of the acts on here as we are, I would plan the day as follows. I would right. start off start off with a bit of There's a Tuesday, right? Right. Get a couple of cans of pals in you. Right. Slap your sunscreen on. Go and sit in the shade and watch There's a Tuesday. From there, let's see. I would go, I think Backseat Lovers. It's probably nice, a nice one. I'd go Yard Act. Then I'd dip into a bit of uh, a bit of dance music, probably Ross and Friends. Drink some more. Meet some people. Do, you know, do, a, yeah. do, do some white lines if, yeah. that's your, uh, if that's your cup of tea, <laughs> if you've got them through security. Um... Ooh, let's see. I mean, just just check out Hundred Gex for the sake of it, because it'll be madness. at least at least for a while, just for like a minute or two. Yeah, just just dip your toe in the world of nonsense that they're churning out, and then uh, of those six on the second layer, I think I'm very excited for Girl in Red. I think that'll be a really fun show. Um, her or slow tie if you don't really know if you if it's get if it gets to that point at like 5 6 p.m and you're a bit hungry and you've had your, your or you're having your overpriced burger yeah. and you're like, or your slice of pizza or whatever and you're like mm, what should i do now probably girl in red girl in red if you just want to hear some really nice tunes slow tie if you've got some energy to expend and then from there fontaines phoebe heim bosh home or wha- go whammy for the after party there will be an after party stay out till the sun comes up <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> that I mean, sounds, that's my I'm so old. I I sound, that sounds horrifying that was, to me. Holy listen, shit. That was hypothetical. That's basically what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I wonder if you're going to have a clash with um, Haim and Phoebe Bridges. Sure, they wouldn't do that. They couldn't do okay, that. Well, I think, no I think, comment. I think it'll be, they'll, they'll be on the main stage. Joji will be on the little one. On the, or like the second one. I think it'll be... The Phoebe, par- well, there's the park and the street. I think it'll be Phoebe Bridges and then Haim. Okay. If it isn't, I will, I will attack people. Yeah. I will track down whose decision that was. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, what would I do? I would... Um... Stay at home. Well, honestly, obviously, I didn't. I didn't. Hands on the table. I didn't buy a ticket. Ooh. Now, will I be in New Zealand when it happens? No. Oh, so okay. Would I have bought a ticket? We'll save that for the end. Um, Jesus. I would probably. I like to get warmed up and do some dancing at the start. So, like, I'd probably be at that um, uni. Mini Uni Street, which yep. I assume where the electronic acts are going to be. Yeah. Oh, down the down the side. Down the side. I'd go see probably Logic One Thousand, Hans wherever he is, um, and try and do Eden Burns. Yep. I would try and stop by the darts stage wherever they are. Sure. Just to be like, this is a cool moment for them. Yeah. Great. Um, and then yeah, pretty similar to you, Yard Act, Ross from Friends. Have a little glimpse at 100 Gex and go see Phaser Days. Mm. Um, I think, you know, I think check out a bit of slow time. Yeah. Go, go, go to Fred again. Yeah. Have a dance. When you get tired, find Fontaine's <laughs> and you'll have a good time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah and then go and see joji okay go and see joji um nah no i'm I'll take that back don't go see <laughs> go see phoebe bridges because everyone will be at phoebe bridges and it'll be really good and it's all your friends are going to fucking talk about and they're going to be like she That's did true, this and she did true. that and this you can be like there and it will be really good yeah um and it will kind of put you in the mood to head home yeah you know she's not much of a headliner i will say quality wise she is but just like when we're talking about how a festival works yeah exactly it is funny that like the top three you wouldn't say they're like big energy banger yeah Mm. yeah um what would you rate this line way out of lane way lineup out of 10 for me personally given that give i'm looking forward to this more than anything in my entire life (laughs) and that's not an exaggeration yeah Festivals, festival season for me is my Christmas. You know how right. people look forward to Christmas. I look forward to festival seasons. The, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. This is a ten out of this, ten lineup. Oh, well, right. I mean, like, well, hypothetically, if I could, if I could pick my own, then it would all be like, yeah, that's not other, fair. It would be loads of other artists. But in in terms of what you, so you're like, your expectations pre lineup drop have been completely satisfied. Yeah, a hundred percent. Right. I'm gonna have the best time. Right. Yeah. Six out of ten for me. Six out of ten. I think it's. I think, and I don't think that they should care. Yeah. Because I think I'm from that group who was like, we're, you know, like I said, the XX back in the day. Sure. Yay, Sayer. These kind of, holy fuck, these kinds of bands. <laughs> um, there aren't really those yeah. here anymore. Yard Act. Yeah. 
Fred again, Ross and Friends for sure. Um, but it just seems very trying to appeal to a lot of people. And I think they will appeal to a lot of people. Well, I mean, it's sold out in about six hours. Sold out so in clearly six hours. they're doing something right. But I just, I think for me, the six out of 10 is a frustration from where there is now no festival for yeah. this other stuff that that's I, what I was go gonna, to for. That's what I was going to say is all of those artists that you missed from the good old days, what would they do now? They would just, they'd just come and do their own shows. Or yeah. they do like Nest Fest or something like that. Yeah, which is tough because then we're like splitting it all up into these smaller pockets that you yeah. have to start spending all this. I mean, that that's what the Big Day Out was so good for back in the day. Yeah, because it um, had range. Yeah, and then Laneway came along and it was kind of like Big Day Out for like people who liked music. Sure. And so I just wonder like, because that's such a big bridge to gap to get and uh, you can't, how are you going to get a national, you know, and and this whole boutique festival thing, yeah, days day festivals with big companies putting them on that they get a very specific niche thing in, yeah, you know maybe it's like Flavor doing their like nineties throwback gig yeah. that sells out and like at Western Springs and all that stuff, you yeah. know. I think we're in that era now. I think the era of like, well, at least in New Zealand, yeah, um, where the population is like this, I think we're you're just gonna have to, it's the lowest common denominator of like we've got the. We need to just get the alternative leaning sure. big pop people. Sure. Which is, that's a great lineup for exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. That's I, a great lineup. I, when you asked me earlier who I would replace Joji with, yes. I don't have a good answer for somebody along that line. But if I could pick the different headliner of that ilk, Glass Animals, that's okay. where I would go. Okay. I see that. I was surprised that they weren't doing it. I think Glass Animals or. Um, <sighs> maybe somebody i'm thinking like a female hip-hop artist somebody like T- I, someone someone like tiara whack or a couple of levels above megan the stallion or someone like, like a that. lizzo or something yeah someone of that ilk i think would have been really sick i'm do you know what would have if i had to say like because i wouldn't would i buy a ticket if i could no <laughs> i would and i would be really gutted about missing yard act but if somebody gave you a freebie sure yeah is there a band I could add to this that would make me go? Go on. Yes. Who? Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, really? Wouldn't fit with Laneway. No, that would be a nightmare. But, <laughs> go throwing it out there. Interesting. Very interesting. They are, they are kind of Tumblr enough. Yeah. Well, just... Um, have they been on o- there? Ollie Sykes himself, yeah, really. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have shocked me if they, was, if they were on there. Heaviest band to play Laneway, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Denzel's probably got that title. Denzel Curry. Yeah. Um, any any random thoughts that you had that you haven't been able to bring up? Not off the top of my head. You're gonna have a great time. I'm I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm very excited. It's gonna be real good. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna be there, but that's fine. Ah uh, well, you guys I'll, have fun. I'll send you a I'll send you a video of Yard Axe. Well, that's cool. I think I'm actually gonna be in the air coming back to New Zealand. Oh, that's fun. And I think I I land and I go to what I think so far is the, gonna be the best. New Zealand Festival, which is Welcome to Nowhere. Who's playing? It's Well, they're not going to release the lineup. Oh, it's not been announced. Well, they're not going to tell anyone they until... Oh, is that how it works? Um, it's the first year of doing that. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, and for me, like that's like camping yeah. in the middle of nowhere, no cell phone reception. Yeah. Probably, I think, two to three stages now. Yeah. I have heard there's going to be at least an, if not a couple of international acts. Decent. Mostly national acts that you would 
the cream of the crop kind of thing. Sure. Amazing. Lovely. Amazing. Well, maybe I'll go to that as well. Coming out of that. <laughs> Shout out. Welcome to Nowhere. Um, thanks, Alex. Thanks. This has been real fun. Did you enjoy it? I've enjoyed it. I feel like I've rambled a lot. And if I listen to this back, I won't be making much sense. Look, what you, you never, never listen no, yeah, to exactly. a podcast back. Yeah, that's podcasting. Listening to podcasters for fucking idiots. <laughs> recording them as for geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Harko FM. Um, listen back every week and tell me how you feel about it. And I, I can't wait to see you on the interwebs. Uh, Harko out. Bye. <laughs>